is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a special treat. We have Pastor Corey and Lady Renee with Healthy Confrontation from our Toxic People series. Man, I don't think you are ready for this. Get your notes together and enjoy today's message. Hey, what's up, HG family? Obviously, we're not at church. <laughs> we're, uh, we're starting this, this theme for the whole month entitled Heart for the Home. And I thought since y'all at home, we might as well be at home too. And I want y'all to be safe. I want y'all to stay at home. I want y'all to socially distance as COVID numbers rise. We want to prioritize your health. And I want to prioritize my own. Um, and so we're doing this whole thing called Heart for the Home. And not only are we not at church, but if you look to my left, you're right. <laughs> I got a co-pilot riding with me today. <laughs> this is none other if you do not know. First Lady Renee. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Can you just type in the chat? Hey, Lady Renee. Hey, Lady Renee. <laughs> y'all might be saying, what's she doing here? What's she doing? We've been advertising all week, but I'm going to tell y'all why we're doing this. On last week, I preached a sermon entitled, I'm about to go off, right? And the whole theme of the sermon was just because it gets your attention doesn't mean it deserves your energy, that there are toxic people who no matter what you say, no matter what you do, they will never be satisfied. Those type of people we ignore, right? Can't walk around trying to please them, can't walk around just giving our energy. We have to ignore them. But in a relational context, if you love somebody, if you're doing life with somebody, you can't just walk around ignoring them. <laughs> right. That's where we get passive aggressive, silent treatment from. That's not healthy at all. So actually something that could be healthy in one context can become unhealthy in another context. So I wanted to give you the balance side of it and talk about on today. What we talk about healthy confrontation. And I initially wanted to do this on a Wednesday, but as I was discussing with Lady Renee and we were talking, I was like, ooh, this is just too good. Just to, just, just to share on Wednesday. We, this got to be Sunday content. And so she agreed. Y'all, he drug me in. <laughs> she, she agreed. I didn't force her. I didn't coerce her to, to do this. She agreed that we were going to shoot this for Sunday. So we're here now, and we're here to talk about healthy confrontation because, y'all, she be dropping some gems. She be low-key preaching. And I be like, listen, people, the people need to hear this. And so <laughs> I wanted y'all to eavesdrop on a just a simple conversation we're going to have on healthy confrontation with my co-pilot, Lady Renee. All right. So let's let's dive into this whole topic, healthy confrontation. I, I want to define exactly what confrontation is. Confrontation, by definition, is two words, con in front, right? Mm -hmm. Con meaning with, front meaning face to face. So it just means with face to face. So it means coming face to face to resolve a particular issue. Y'all got that? It means coming face to face to resolve a particular issue. And so the goal of confrontation, it doesn't have to be a negative thing, even though it is a hard thing. We can agree. It is very hard. It's a hard thing. 
But the goal of confrontation is unity. It is to get on the same page. That's good. Right? Confrontation, here it is, is for unity. It's not a place to dump your feelings. Hmm. Which is what (laughs) most of us do. It is not, right, to prove a point. Mm. And it's not to give people a piece of your mind. I heard somebody say, when you get, when you give people and continue to give people a piece of your mind, you lose, you end up losing all of your mind. Wow. <laughs> That's good. I don't know who said it, but whoever said it, I bless you for it. <laughs> Cause that blessed me. <laughs> that means you, you end up continue to give pieces of your mind till you lose all of it. And as a result, you end up going crazy, right? And some of us, we're in a relationship right now, or we have relationships where we keep losing our mind. And it's because we keep giving people pieces of our mind instead of seeking unity, right? Mm -hmm. And we give them our feelings instead of seeking unity. And I thought about this as we were discussing that oftentimes we got to learn how to give God our feelings and the people the truth. (laughs) <laughs> I've tried not to preach already in this You're living room. Preaching. We got to learn how to give God our feelings and people the truth because God can handle our feelings too. And so many times we feel the need to give people our feelings because our feelings are real. But hear me out. I'm getting ready to drop a bomb. Just because your feelings are real, it doesn't mean they're right. Mm. Preach, Pastor Core, you doing the best you can. <laughs> I'll say it one more time. Just because your feelings are real, it doesn't mean they're right. You can feel strong and be wrong. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. Listen, I'm going to tell you. And you. You can feel strong about a thing and be wrong. So oftentimes, it's sometimes we got to give God our feelings first. So he can help us decipher through them and say, you know, there have been times where literally I had an opinion about something or I had my truth and I went to God and I talked about it or I prayed and or I showered. That's my sanctuary. And I put on some worship music and God spoke to me in that moment and said, hey, you're wrong. You need to apologize. And and so many times we seek confrontation to get our feelings off. And even though our feelings are real, they're not always right. Yep. And so I I, want to talk in the first question, I kind of want to ask you, because this is something that's difficult and something a lot of people struggle with, babe, is why is confrontation so hard? What makes confrontation? Why do you think it's so hard for certain people? Um, I would say one of the main reasons would be... um, fear of the response from the opposite person. Mm. Um, So not only their response, but their reaction, because you have, um, I mean, we're dealing with all kinds of different people. And so depending on what person, what kind of person that you're dealing with, you just don't know what kind of response you might get. You have people who shut down, Mm. you have people who hold grudges for a couple of days or Mm -hmm. people that already kind of make you feel like you're walking on eggshells. Yeah. And so if you are to confront them about something that they are doing or whatever is bothering you, if you confront them about that thing, then 
you have to deal with the repercussions of wow how they're going to act wow for the next couple of days right and so i feel like a lot of people when you're dealing with that kind of person they just tend to not say to to not confront mm-hmm. and to not bring a thing up because yeah, they don't even response. want to deal with all of the extra that's going to come with bringing a thing up so then yeah. they just choose not to do it so I would definitely say fear of yeah. fear of the way that somebody's going to respond. Yeah, that's good. I've I've experienced that in my past. That's good. And as I've discovered for me, um because in our relationship, I can't speak for anybody else. Uh Lady Renee tends to be the um addresser. Uh she <laughs> tends to be the confronter. The confronter, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm I'm more so I can be a bit passive aggressive. Um I don't mind confrontation, but I kind of don't say a lot of things just to keep peace. But that's not biblical either. We're going to talk about right. that. And I think for me, too, it just depends on who I'm dealing with. So, like, with you, yes, I'm the confronter, but I'm not always that in mm-hmm. other relationships. So, whether right. it be a friendship, a, you know. Right. I, and I think what's important in all of this of what you're saying, that it's still not addressing the issue is still not the answer right Definitely not. that avoidance is still not the answer mm-hmm. for any particular issue because um somebody said that the only thing that takes root are things in the dark and under the surface and so when you are not addressing a certain issue mm-hmm then literally you're placing it under the table and you're giving it the opportunity to take roots. And so as a result, it ends up growing way much bigger than what it would have been had you just addressed the issue. So now here it is, you're sowing seeds of anger and it's grown into bitterness. Mm -hmm. And now you have to chop a whole tree down instead of plucking the seed when you could have just had a conversation, right? (laughs) And that's why I feel like um, when, when certain people be like, uh, people who harbor and hold stuff in mm-hmm. when it's time to discuss something, we can't even focus on the particular issue because you've held so many things in for so long. Right. So the thing that you were even confronting right. is now not even the main focus. <laughs> so, and now we've got all kinds of other issues that right. you brought up. Right. So it's and like, then you've got the other person like, okay, well, tell me when that was. Right, 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 right. Because it wasn't even on the radar. Right. And um, it's like, yo, we could be talking about the kids like, or a particular issue. And now I move from the kids to you on your phone too much. It's like, yo, what, like, where's all of this coming from? <laughs> it is because we let it fester. We let it sit. And that's the reason why it's, 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 there are blow-ups right. and things like that. That's so dangerous. Dangerous to any type of relationship. Right. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we got to learn how to just put everything on the table. Mm-hmm. Despite how difficult it might be, despite how hard it might be, mm-hmm. we cannot allow it to be underneath the surface because it's going to grow into a bigger problem if we don't. Right. Um, that's what resentment is. Resentment is resending your anger underground. Mm. <laughs> y'all, y'all better come get me. <laughs> I, I've, I'm so trying not to preach. Resentment happens. Oh, and we were just talking about this. Like, that's where we respect. Respect. When you lose respect. 
that's when couples really start to lose respect for each other. And especially when you, um, like if there is a, the thing that you are wanting to confront that person about, but you choose not to because of, you know, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. then you begin to lose respect for that person. Yeah. And any little thing they do then mm-hmm. annoys you. Right. Right. And so, and then it just becomes a thing where that person cannot do anything. Wow. Right. Dang, that's good. Nothing right. And so everything you do annoys me. Wow. And then eventually, <laughs> once you get upset enough, you blow up and then comes all those other things so of resentment. And- if y'all don't get nothing else out of this, we got to put issues on the table. Yes. Because hiding them and, them and and sending them under, underground, that's not the answer. Mm-hmm. We got to communicate, not just the easy stuff, but the difficult stuff too. And we're going to talk about how we can do that mm-hmm. and give us biblical principles on how we can achieve that. But avoidance, that's, that's just not the answer. And while you were talking, I was just reminded what Tony Evans said. Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans, past Tony Evans said, that before couples fall out of love, they fall out of respect. And that, yeah, that's definitely true. that I believe it. quote blessed me because I really believe that. Mm-hmm. Like before couples fall out of love, they fall out of respect for each other. And so if we want to keep a high respect and not fall into resentment, we got to be honest about our feelings. Mm-hmm. We got to be honest about our feelings. Yeah. Um, so you talked about uh, like why you think uh, confrontation is so hard. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what makes confrontation difficult is um, the people that are that are confronting each other. So you got people who who decide to confront a certain way mm-hmm. and they blame it on how they were raised or this is just how I am. Mm. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So this, I'm sorry. This is just. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do a female voice every time. You always do that. Do that. That's just my default thing. So I'm sorry, y'all. I don't mean to. It's I'm not, not just women who talk ignorant. I, Men I talk know, ignorant too. I know we do, but that's just that's just the voice that goes off in my head. So y'all excuse that's me. That's your default voice. So mm-hmm. I, that's just the way I was born. Or this, you know, and they use literally a deficit of personality trait as a reason to be toxic. Yeah, like an excuse. To- but we can <laughs> we as believers we cannot settle for salvation, right? Which is heaven. Mm-hmm. But we have to operate in sanctification. Like dysfunctional parts of you are not an excuse for you to continue to be dysfunctional. Mm. No, yeah. <laughs> that is so true. You can't throw up and say, this is just the way I am. No, we all were born into something. We, the Bible says we were born into sin, shaped in iniquity, right? But we must be born again, right? Right? There is a sanctification process. So we often settle for salvation when we need to be operating in sanctification. Mm-hmm. That means experiencing heaven on earth. And our relationships cannot experience a piece of heaven when we just settle in for salvation. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's just you. Just you just settled in the fact that God saved you, but you're not you're not committed to the fact that God can change you. Yeah, and I and I think people mm. know when they're yeah when they're wrong mm-hmm. in the way that they address. Yeah, yeah. But are just unwilling 
right to to change or to see it any different um mm-hmm. like you were saying with the yeah i i, I think I, I think that's 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 absolutely true um and people just have to look in the mirror and be like yo i uh, this is an area i need to grow in and be mm-hmm. honest about where they are and uh, yeah because there's plenty of times where like just for using us as an example, mm-hmm. whenever we're having a confrontation and um, you... Go and tell it. Well, no. <laughs> I'm just saying where you're... Um, the way that you respond to me mm-hmm. is very, you know, calm and mm-hmm. you're very good. He is abnormally good at confrontation. It's, like, a grace. it's not even fair. <laughs> it's not fair, but God is still working with me come in on. that area. Um, come on. So whenever you are able to respond, you know, that way, I know even when I'm responding that I'm not always right. Mm-hmm. And I can, but even still, it's just so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to bring yourself back and to be yeah. calm about your response, but when you do have at least one person in the confrontation that is willing to um, jump first, I guess I can say, and be the person to um, apologize or, yeah, you know, admit that they're wrong or just carry the conversation to a point where, hey, this is not an argument. We are just, you know, we're working for a resolution and we're working together. We're on the same, same team. page, right? And so that Seeking helps. Unity. Yeah. The other person. But I said all that to say, I know when I'm wrong. Wow. And sometimes I'm able to, you know, manage it and other times not. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but that's okay. Right. Because mm-hmm. relationships, we always, well, we were supposed to leave space and room for growth. And that's what you're saying is actually biblical. Like when, mm-hmm. when Adam sinned and God confronted us, confronted him, he gave us a a template on healthy confrontation, right? When Adam sinned, the Bible says in Genesis chapter three, verse eight, that God was walking uh, in the cool of the day looking for Adam and they hid because they were uh, naked and ashamed and afraid. And the Bible says in verse nine, God asked him, Adam, where art thou? I want you to notice in that particular text, who, who, who initiates the confrontation? It's God, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's God. Somebody might say, "Well, I ain't God. I can just hear y'all now." I'm sorry, I did the free voice. Uh, let me do a let me do a uh, dude voice. I ain't, I ain't God, bro. I ain't, I ain't God, bro. Well, guess what? Just because you're not God doesn't mean that you can't be godly, right? And, or try or try to be godly, right? So oftentimes, it takes the more spiritual, mature person. Mm-hmm to initiate the confrontation for reconciliation. Yes. Sometimes you just got to be the bigger person. Mm-hmm. You got to be the bigger person. And um, you said something the other day while we were talking about this. She said, it's very helpful when you approach me like that because mm-hmm. it just pulls me out of my my flesh. Right. And, right. and we were just talking about that like, the flesh is just such an easy way out. Can we just be honest? When it comes to confrontation and we're in the heat of the moment, the, <laughs> the last thing <laughs> we're thinking about is the word of God. Can I get an amen in the chat? 
Can I, can oh, I get, man. where's my real church? <laughs> when you are in the heat of a moment mm-hmm. and you upset and like this has been on your chest and you ready to get it off or your partner did something to offend you or a friend did something to offend you. The last thing you thinking about is the word of God. <laughs> Right. Most of the time. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. And here's the issue with that. (laughs) Here's the issue. Because we we're we're although we're not called to be God, God, we're called to be godly, right? Here's the issue. Oftentimes we wait to feel spiritual before we be spiritual. (laughs) Too many times we're waiting to feel Hamamashe, Hamamasha. And (laughs) like that ain't gonna That doesn't come. Or we wait to feel this feeling of of forgiveness or feel. No, the Bible gives us a commandment. And what we got to learn how to do is stop waiting to do spiritual things before before we feel it. Mm. We just got to do it and allow our feelings to catch up. And even if our feelings don't catch up, oh, well, I've done what God has asked me to do. I'm going to put the word in to practice, right? Yes. We talk. I mean, yeah. I and then I'm not doing this to toot my own. Literally, this is something we've grown to. Now, so I I don't want y'all to get this assumption like, like oh my god, this is the, this is what I want, don't want. Mm-hmm. First of all, we're not relationship experts. Let's put that disclaimer <laughs> out there. I don't want anybody watching this like just thinking that we just relationship experts. Let's let's go and get that resolved. Definitely not. We just a husband and a wife pastor and pastor's wife who is still trying to figure it out and we've grown and we got a level of experience and me being a pastor i got a level of biblical knowledge to where i feel like this would be beneficial and add value to your life so please don't be um come and listen to these relationship experts of like (laughs) no that is not us we just two regular people trying to help somebody out and add value to your to their life and so we've grown to this point mm-hmm. and we're still trying to figure it out. We, we were just, sure. we were just fighting the other day. Mm-hmm. I think it was last week, mm-hmm. right? It was last week. Yeah. I was yeah. like, is it this week? No, today's Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's okay. Like you're going to have issues come up. Like mm-hmm. watch this. You're going to have disagreement. For sure. But hear me, family. Disagreement does not mean disrespect. Just because you disagree does not mean it gives you a license to disrespect the other person. Which leads me to... (laughs) Oh, this is so good. Which leads me to the second thing I want to talk about is... How can we manage confrontation in a way where we stick to addressing instead of attacking? Ooh, that's a hard one. Yeah. How can we manage ourselves from from going from addressing to attacking? Because I think that that happens Mm -hmm. pretty often in confrontation, right? Where we we don't we don't focus on the problem. We start attacking the person. Right. And I think that's we we struggle 
Yes. For that for in sure. the past. And so, for, sure. for example, that looks like name calling, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you just acting like a three-year-old child. <laughs> and y'all, that's, that's something she said for real. Like, you just, like, so y'all, <laughs> so y'all think, yeah, this, I'm passing to y'all. I'm just core to her. So, yeah, you just, you just a three-year-old child. And that's why I, I got the voice. It was really later Renee voice yeah. in my head sometimes. So. And not just name calling, but calling out all those different things. So when you're, Ooh. the one thing that you're supposed to be confronting and then you start calling things, well, you spend all the money or you don't take out the trash or mm. you don't help with the kids. You're on your phone too much. Mm. You know, all those different things. Though All of those things start coming out. That's so good. When we're, like you say, attacking. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a very hard one to keep focused on. Yeah, and to to address someone and mm-hmm. not attack them. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, it is, and I think um, when it comes to confrontation, how we avoid attacking is to seek to understand. That's a part mm-hmm. of confrontation. Is I'm not coming to try to prove a point. I'm not coming to you trying to be right. I'm trying to seek seek to understand. God, he shows us this and exemplifies this in Genesis chapter three, whenever he confronts Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam sins, he don't, he don't show up in the first thing he said, Adam, why did you eat that fruit? Right. He says, Adam, where art thou? Now, obviously God is all knowing. He's not asking Adam where he is for information. He's seeking revelation. He want Adam. He want he wants Adam to understand what has happened, what he's done, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to confrontation, we got to remember we're seeking to understand instead of accusing. And I think that's the reason why, like, confrontation is a little difficult for some people because they start off the confrontation with accusations. Listen, I I don't you know yeah accusations or. Or the tone is already like you're already oh. upset. You're already mad. So yeah. you come to the confrontation already upset, mad. Mm. Your tone. Yeah. You know, because that's gonna affect the opposite person too. Your tone. Yeah. How you are addressing me. Yeah. That's so good. Whether it be in text or on the phone or in person, <laughs> you can tell somebody's tone. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially when the dots come up and right. they erase. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's saying saying something. Right. Like <laughs> like in person when Renee started to smiling, like like, oh, okay, Corey, so this is what we gonna do? Yeah, it's about it's about to go from zero to hundred. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Here we go. (laughs) There was a time like where we literally, I already told y'all about the remote incident. Like, she threw a remote like at me and we're like, (laughs) it was bad. Did I just tell everybody, like, that wasn't domestic violence. I didn't hit her. She didn't hit me. So, like, no. Luckily, it didn't didn't (laughs) hit him. It hit the wall, but. It came close to my head, y'all. And I was listen. I would never put my hands on a woman, y'all. But listen, it got real ignorant for a second. And so, <laughs> how 
embarrassing. No, this is real. We're a real church. I know. We're a real church. Like, that's been hey, a got, couple of years. That's right. Been, that, wow, we've yeah. come a long way for sure. We come a long way. And there was a time where <sighs> I used to get wood. I'm like, yeah, you gonna talk to me this way? I'm man, I'm gonna talk to you this way. Cause it's pride. Like mm. pride is another big thing in confrontation. Yeah. Our pride, like right. just right. cause Right. Even for me, when we're having those confrontations, I I want to like be nice and be calm like you, but my pride. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to admit that. Yeah, and I, I get that. And that's why the being the bigger person. Like it just takes a person swallowing their pride. Yeah, it just it just saying, hey, I I want God to be glorified. And ultimately, that was starting to be I started to make that my position Mm -hmm. as we've grown in in marriage, especially after you have two heart attacks, start to have, you know, having open heart surgery. I I just was explaining to you, it's like you have a different outlook on life. You value each and every day. And so ultimately, I know for me. I just want God to be pleased and I I want him to be glorified in everything I do. And I don't just say that as a cliche, like that's legitimately how I feel. And so literally we, we got to at the court, we have to put these things into practice. We cannot, we cannot call ourselves Christian and act like the culture whenever it's convenient. That's convenient Christianity. Like you want to be a believer whenever it's convenient. Yeah. And I get it. That's or whenever the moment's right. Whenever, right. When you have the right song on or when you're at church. Yeah. And know, oftentimes stuff. when we need to apply scriptures the most is when we feel like it the least. Yeah. But the easy way out is like we were talking about too, is it's yeah. just easier to to be mad and mm-hmm. to Mm-hmm. not fight pride, not fight your flesh. It's it's just easier. So mm-hmm. we we go with the easy thing. Yeah. But we've I mean, we've we've got to learn to right. to put in the work. Something you said the other day last week when we got into it, it was like, you let me know. Mm. Hey, when you respond to me this way, when like whenever I'm upset and you 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 come to me and you have a sweet cordial answer mm-hmm. she was like that that helps me out yeah so I was telling him that um whenever I'm in my moment of going off and he is literally seeking to understand me in those moments um whenever he remains calm and he's soft and he's just like literally sowing seeds that he just wants to receive back is ultimately what it is mm-hmm. um it helps me to wow. just stop and recognize it. And it really makes me see how foolish I'm acting or how foolish I sound. Mm. And so I have to take a step back and I'm like rereading our text <laughs> messages and I'm like, wow, Renee, like that was totally unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> and you're and just like playing, saying stuff in my mind, like, okay, now you know, that's not true or right. like stuff like that. Right. I haven't even told him that y'all. But, um, <laughs> It's the well, truth. And so it makes a difference. What I was telling him is it makes a difference when you have at least one person can get to that point where mm-hmm. they can just truly seek to understand and remain yeah. calm and just let me know or let that person know like, hey, it's going to be okay. 
I love you. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna get through this and mm-hmm. just reassuring me. Right. Right. And reminding me that we're on the same team. That's good. That we're on the same team. And that's that good. You're not my enemy and you're trying to just understand. Right. And so that really, 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 really helps me. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely I don't have it perfect yet. It's I mean, I don't right. know that it'll ever be perfect, but it's all right. I would say we've definitely made progress and that's a big help to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you're soft. And and, and that's that's pretty much biblical. Yeah. Uh the Bible talks about in Proverbs, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words or harsh words stirs up anger. Right. So when <laughs> you go on tick for tack, you just start stirring up anger. So somebody has to be the bigger person mm-hmm. and use a gentle answer or a soft tongue, another translation says. And so that's literally the Bible. And sometimes like literally our tone and our approach in a situation can make something right wrong. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you can have something you're right about, but the way in which you present it is what makes the whole thing wrong. Yeah, I would say that's definitely our biggest. Right, (laughs) right. Like you could be- problem. My tone. 100% right. 100% truth. Like you, like you are absolutely right. But your tone makes, so oftentimes what's, what's killing our relationships and what makes our confrontation unhealthy is not the conversation, it's the presentation. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> By God. So, somebody put that in the chat. It's not the conversation, it's the presentation. For example, if if you had a waiter, you ordered your food, they bringing out your water, whatever you drink, they doing everything they can. Mm-hmm. They they doing it, I mean, perfectly. They bring out your food, your food is cooked to perfection. Your sides are looking wonderful. And they bring it out and they say, "Here." And they just throw your food down. How how you going to feel? You you're going to be upset. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Right. I have by right. Because everything was right, but the presentation, how it was presented. Yes. <laughs> it was killing a lot of us. It's not our conversation. It's our presentation. So we got to work on um, um, our presentation and our tone. And that's why, like, and it depends on, how the person you're in relationship is wired because that's so important. Um, I, I'm a person who's, I've said it before, my love language is words of affirmation. And so words give me life. And so mm-hmm. um, what's a good method is a, a sandwich method. Now I'm giving you something that is from my schooling is not um, biblical. Um, I'm pretty sure I can pro- probably find some scriptures <laughs> to support this, but I haven't had any time to research this. But it's called the sandwich method. And literally, the bread represents affirmation. The meat represents the problem. And um, the 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 other bread represents affirmation again. Mm-hmm. So you come again, affirming them, saying, hey, mm-hmm. so for example, hey, I, you know, I've been noticing how you've been doing everything around the house. I appreciate that. However, like the, I am having an issue with you not putting this up or you not picking this up. And so y'all see how that works. Like literally 
I'm affirming the person before I deal with the issue. And then, and I just want to let you know, like this, I, I love you. And I, you know, I, I know, you know, we're going to figure out, I just needed to express it to you. So you can let this know this has been bothering me, but I love you. Now, when we do that and communicate that way, it keeps us from turning each other into enemies. Cause that's what the enemy wants. Ultimately, he wants us to make, he wants to make us enemies out of each other in affirmation and that whole sandwich approach. It helps us to remind each other that we're on the same team. And it also keeps us from attacking too. Right. And, uh, and kind of to what we were talking about, and that's what we talked about as well is about whenever you do, um, give those affirmations, mm-hmm. um, it helps it's it's almost like there's no choice but for the other person to bring that out of the other person. Mm. So like even whenever you do those, whenever you send those affirmations to me, like when we're having confrontation, then I mean, it's like it has to it, it calms me. Wow. And it begins to pull those feelings, the feelings that you're sewing into me, or those comments, those affirmations that you're sewing in it pulls it out of me so that it softens my heart. It softens my tongue. It softens my thinking. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, so sewing those affirmations definitely make a difference in confrontation as well for the other person. It's like, it's almost no choice. If you, if you respond (laughs) that way, it gives the other person no other choice, but to respond that way, because then you really just look foolish. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you're on the island all by yourself, just acting right, fool. Just like I can, I can't carry on like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like embarrassing to your own self. <laughs> That's so good. That's good, y'all. This has been. I I don't know if this has been good to y'all, but I'm gonna let y'all know this has been good to me. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go back and watch this, <laughs> right? I'm gonna go back and watch this, <laughs> and so um. We're gonna continue this conversation. I don't I think I'm gonna do it by myself. I don't know if I'm gonna do it with her again, but if y'all wanna see Lady Renee again, just just let me know. <laughs> We're late, like we want Lady back. We want Lady back. If y'all have enjoyed hearing your first lady speak, somebody say, We love you, Lady Renee. Come on, encourage oh, yeah. her. Encourage her. She need it. Cause she's done a superb job uh um on today. And so I, I wanna I wanna just give this little final piece um, on the reason why confrontation is so hard. I believe this is an area the enemy does not want us to see us win in because God, when wherever there's unity, he commands a blessing there. Mm-hmm. And the enemy does not want to see us blessed because when our relationships are blessed, it's a witnessing tool to the world. Mm-hmm. Like a world will see blessed relationships and say, I want that. And they'll say, how did you get that? And we'll say, God, right? right? Cause yeah. I don't, I don't know how, it's no, no me. shade to it's anybody who doesn't have a relationship with God. Like, I don't know how people do this without God. Cause literally that, that is the thing that's keeping us. And so he does not want us to have mm-hmm. thriving, fruitful, successful relationships because a blessing is commanded there. And I want to leave you with Psalms 133 verses one and verse three. It says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. 
it says, for the Lord commanding, commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Mm. That where there is unity, there is a blessing. And so my hope and my desire out of all of this, as y'all watch this today, is that hopefully we've given you some tools. We've given you some wisdom. We've given some of you hope, right? right? To operate in healthy confrontation because we're in our toxic people series and we want you to have not unhealthy relationships. We want you to have healthy relationships so that you can be blessed. Right. And it's possible. <laughs> right. It's exactly. Possible. Don't believe the lie. Right. Every every marriage is is not suffering. Yes, marriage can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Marriage can be hard. It does take work, but it's it's possible to be happily married. For sure. And I'm letting y'all know now. Um, now, some years later, we can say that. Yeah, now <laughs> some years later. And we've had our ups and we've had our downs. Downs, right? For sure. For sure. And there have been, you know, difficult moments. But I can honestly say because we've been able to confront a lot of things mm-hmm. in a healthy manner, mm-hmm. I don't like this is how I feel about her, y'all. Like, I, I've been trying not to... I've been super emotional lately, y'all. <laughs> I've been telling her. I don't know why. I'm just... I'm just a, she said, well, you always I, cry. You're always emotional. Yeah, but it's like, okay. it's been like, just with anything now. So, but this mm-hmm. is probably the most happiest time I've been in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in love with the woman I'm with. And um yeah, I'm I'm gonna stop there because yeah, I can't I can't do all that oh, on babe, I love you too. I can't do all that on camera. But um like I love her to life and um just to see how she how much she's grown in God, it makes me wanna continue to be the man of God that that she needs. Yeah. And so um on next week. Uh, I'm going to continue this topic of healthy confrontation because um, I believe... There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. We couldn't dive into it all tonight. I believe one of the things that will be helpful is having a plan before the predicament, right? A a reason why we we get confrontation wrong is because we don't have a plan before we get into it. Mm, Yes. Right? We definitely didn't have a plan at the beginning of our marriage. Right. So we just go into it with our feelings. We go into it with our opinions. And we don't have a plan for how we're going to handle each other when we get in our feelings or how we're going to manage ourselves. So next week on Healthy Confrontation Part 2, I want to give us a plan before the problem, a plan before the predicament so that we're better equipped to walk through healthy confrontation. And so... I, I love y'all. I want to pray w- real quick before we we close out this this conversation. Um, and so, if you could just close your eyes and just bow your head with me, Father, I thank you, Lord, for just this opportunity to pour into your people. I pray, God, that somewhere to somebody today they they received hope, they received uh, principles to be able to better manage their relationships. Father, I pray uh, where where confrontation has been difficult for someone and for somebody's relationship, that is going to be easier because of what they received on today. 
Father, we come against divorce. We come against abuse. We we come against swallowing uh, um, just our feelings and putting them underneath the table. Mm -hmm. But Father, we pray for healthy confrontation. Mm -hmm. And Father, we pray, God, that as there is healthy confrontation, that the result will be healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And it will be for your glory and our good. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 HG. <laughs> Can y'all, I know this third time. Can y'all give it up for Lady Renee one more time? Because this was huge. Her first time speaking. <laughs> I know. I did not speak. We're having a conversation. Daughter, oh, she did not. She talked. <laughs> my, my. <laughs> first Lady Evangelist. I'm, I'm okay. I'm going too far. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Can we give it up for her? I, I, I hope this was uh, impactful and added value to y'all today. We're going to do part two. Y'all, and, and please, if y'all have questions, DM us, right? If y'all want us to address certain things and, um, and, and talk about certain things, we want to be able to do that and help you as much as we can. So send us your questions and we're going to do part two on next week. Until then, a heart from the home. I love y'all. Y'all be safe. Social distance. Wear your masks. <laughs> I love y'all. Take See care. See y'all next Sunday. Be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We hope you really enjoyed today's message. If you did, here's your opportunity to partner with us on today. You can partner by giving via Cash App, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel Church, or go to hglovespeople.com, press the give button, and give whatever amount that you would love to give on today. Again, be blessed and thank you for tuning in.